Welcome to Whatcom Wonders. We're here today with Selena from Bellingham Veg Fest. And if you've been following her recent post about sanctuaries, you may have also seen her post about 30 ways to help sanctuaries. So we're going to kind of walk through that today and break it down for you so it's not just a list you're staring at. <laughs> so... So as you know, Jeannie, Bellingham Veg Fest is a nonprofit organization that organizes events for our community with an emphasis on supporting small businesses and nonprofits, mm -hmm. including animal sanctuaries. Mm -hmm. And as a vegan organization, we support all animal organizations, but we kind of have a special spot for farmed animal sanctuaries, Larger. large, large animals. Um, that don't get the attention and the support that a lot of other, you know, like cats and dogs. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all animals matter. I'm not, you know, all, you know, but so I think it's important to kind of distinguish. And the other thing is these, this list could also, this list can help any type of almost any type of nonprofit. Mm -hmm. So an animal sanctuary is a bit different than an animal shelter or rescue where an animal sanctuary, the animals are there for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. They're not necessarily, sometimes there are some adoption programs when they get over, you know, where they get to the point where they need to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, but most of the time the animals are there forever. Mm -hmm. So funds are needed very much. So, <laughs> well, uh, and well, yeah, sanctuaries, like you said, the animals come there and they stay there for the rest of their lives. But then you have, but then you have rescues like Bonanza. Yes. Where they're going to keep that bunny, even if they have to keep it for the rest of its life. Yes. Yes. So Bonanza is a local bunny rescue, rabbit rescue here in Whatcom County. And they kind of, they, it's, it's case by case, right? Right. So sometimes the, you know, the, the, the bunny can be socialized and where they can be adopted. And sometimes not. And so that kind of is a sanctuary situation where the, the animal is going to live there for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. um, and, th and then we have something called a micro sanctuary. And that is where they aren't the official, you know, 501c federally recognized nonprofit, but they are still rescuing animals in need. Um, they they could have up to a hundred animals, but there it, it's just, it's called, a, it's called a micro sanctuary. And in fact, one of our co-founders, Tamara Pavesi started a HIMSA micro sanctuary and she has over 40 birds. <laughs> so that's her specialty. That's, that's her does. specialty. Quail yeah. And tropical and yeah. She has an amazing yes. collection of <laughs> friends. Yeah. That all need, that all need to eat and go mm -hmm. to the vet and all that. So, um, so we start, so Billingham Veg Fest started in a way to give a, give a physical space to these organizations to get out in front of the public mm -hmm. and table at our events. And this list was inspired by how, how else can we help them? And we know that we have an eager community of animal lovers out there. And that's why we created this list. Especially, you know, I want to suggest to people that don't have the full-time task of animal care. Uh, maybe you don't have time, maybe live in an apartment, whatever, but you know what? Helping sanctuaries is like this way fulfilling way Mm -hmm. to have that opportunity, yes. whether it's for you and your children or just you, but to help sanctuaries is that's a way for you to have that interaction. And we all need that interaction oh. with 
have you ever petted a cow? Like, have you ever gotten out and petted a cow or been headbutted by a goat or whatever? Yeah. Um, it's an amazing experience. It I is. mean, I, at different times I've lived with larger animals in my life and they're, they're people. Let me tell you folks, they're people. They're definitely, yep. They are, they're people. Absolutely. <laughs> they have amazing personalities and they decide who they like and who they don't yeah. like, just like your cat or your dog. Yeah. And so to reach out and help these people that are caring, they deeply, deeply, deeply care about these animals in their care. These are members of their family. So just think about helping someone, you know, that has a really large family mm-hmm. and not quite enough dollars to stretch to cover that whole family. Well, yeah. I mean, so many of them are started by accident. It's not like they, they say, I'm going to save for 20 years and I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to, they, they don't, they start, they, they start because there's an animal that's in need right that moment and Mm -hmm. they, there's no one else. And so they step up and they take this animal in. Oh, and guess what? There's someone heard that they did that. So then there's another one. And so mm-hmm. then they get to the point where they're like, why, well, you know, I can't do this by myself. And, um, so we need to help them. Yep. So here are thir- here are 30 plus ways that we can do it. Exactly. So Lena, my first question, I was looking over this list. And my first question is some folks like to get physically involved. They want to feel like they're doing the whole hands-on process to helping someone like people who go out for Habitat Humanity or go door to door to collect goods at Christmas time or whatever. So for those people, what are some ways they can contribute in an in-person way? Yeah. And I think that a lot of people, when you think of volunteering, you kind of, that's what you think of. You think Mm -hmm. of physically going there and those are, there are those opportunities. For instance, there are some sanctuaries have either like a weekly or a monthly set date where they invite volunteers to come out to the sanctuary to do chores. You could also reach out to a sanctuary and ask them, Hey, is there a day of the week that I can come out and help? Always check with the sanctuary first. <laughs> Even if you know where they are, please check with them. Um, and once you get, you know, good at that, maybe you can learn the daily routine routines and offer to give the care breaker, the, excuse me, the caretakers a break, you know, give, giving them the afternoon off so they can go have, lunch or, you know, who knows, go shopping, go shopping or, you know, have just something, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, also another way to physically help is to offer to transport. This could be taking supplies from sanctuary to sanctuary or that you wouldn't believe how many vet visits sanctuaries have to do with, you know, take offering to take the, the, the actual animal to the vet and facilitating that, um, can help them so much. The last thing in this category I would say is, you know, a little bit more in depth, but, you know, offering to foster animals. So if you have space, you know, maybe it's an extra bedroom or an extra bathroom or there's space in your garage or maybe you have outdoor space for birds, um, you know, chickens. This really helps them a lot. Um, A lot of the sanctuaries are overpopulated and do not have space. So some people like myself. Um, work full time or are just, or maybe you're physically not able to go out and do things like putting up a roof or helping build new pens. Yes. So if you have less time, you can't be there physically. Yes. What are some other ways that people can get involved in supporting their favorite sanctuary? Okay. Yeah. There's many. So a lot of times uh, sanctuaries have events like, you know, a bake sale or a a tour, a yard sale. You could offer to make signs for them. It's it's something little, but it takes a huge, you know, huge thing it off their plate. It takes a lot plate. of time. It takes a lot of time. 
Uh, Another thing is you can offer to make homemade treats for the animals or the caretakers. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, chopping up veggies there, you could, you could also Google treats for goats or whatever the animal is, um, and find recipes, you know, just make sure that you look, look up what they can and cannot eat. And don't forget the caretakers, you know, you make, are you making soup? Take, take a bowl of soup to them, you know, give them, that's one meal that they don't have to worry about. If you have fleece, you could make fleece blankets for the animals. You could organize a fundraiser at your place of work. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's something that you could do that um, get, then that would also raise awareness with your coworkers about the sanctuary. You could support the small businesses that support animal sanctuaries. There are several out there. We often post about them on our social media, whether they are, you know, sometimes they donate a, a you know, a percentage of their, their profits or they, um, where you can round up, but yeah, check in with those small businesses that support animal sanctuaries. And, you know, simply if you have a, a skill or a talent, Check in with them. Ask them, hey, I do this. Does, is that helpful? That's really good advice because most of us don't even know where to start. You know, what's a good starting point? So those are all good, very basic starting points. Mm-hmm. I just want to stick my toe in the assisting sanctuary water. And these are some great things you yeah. can do. So now let's move on to a little bit more required skills. <laughs> so now let's adventure into professional skills folks have that my that would help sanctuaries be more successful. Yeah, I think like you know just think about any house or any property what would they need, you know, do they need carpenter a carpenter, electrician, plumber? Do you, are are you skilled with that? Can you help with that? Check in with them and offer to help around the sanctuary. You know, professional help is so expensive as we all know, you know. And if you if that's something that you can do, reach out. And, you know, keep them safe, <laughs> have been mm-hmm. safe. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of photographers that this is huge. I can't stress this one enough. You know, offer to come out to the sanctuary and take photos of the residents. The sanctuary could use those photos for social media. They could use it for their website. It could help them with grants. Mm-hmm. Speaking of grants, <laughs> <laughs> research and or write grants. You know, some people are very, they do, they're very, they do a good job at writing, you know, mm-hmm. um, they could also research them online. There's some websites that list, um, grants that are specifically for animal rescues and sanctuaries. This one is, um, a little different than the others, but it's, it, it's also important help change laws that discriminate against animals. And here's, here's probably, a, a, this is a, probably the most common example that comes to mind, for example, zoning laws against roosters are a huge reason for the overpopulation crisis. Roosters are constantly being dumped in areas that are unsafe for them because of their crowing. And there are local laws against, you know, noise. Yeah. And the problem is with the explosion of backyard chickens. Exactly. They go by these tiny little chickens that they don't know whether it's a rooster or a hen. Yep. And then all of a sudden they discover they have a rooster on their hand. Yep. They have a rooster and the rooster doesn't give them eggs and the, you know, it's crowing and they're, they're crowing. And so, um, you know, get, if, if that's something that excites you, change, you know, changing the world and changing the laws, get on, you know, get online and see, you know, start a petition or whatever it is. Um, 
Also, if you are a website programmer, ask if they need help with maintaining their website. I mean, this is huge. I don't know. You know, I go to many websites that aren't updated because they don't have the time or the skills. Somebody set it up for them and whoever yes. was it set it up for them is no longer with them. Yes. And they may not have even communicated how to update. I hear this from nonprofits all the time. Yeah. I so-and-so helped us set it up, but then they moved, but they didn't leave us any notes. They didn't tell us how to update it. And so that creates a... A, a really bad situation because they want to get around to it. Yes. But, you know, trying to find somebody that can come in and do that yeah. for them because they're like, I don't have website skills. Totally. So what am I going to do? I feel like you were like listening in on a conversation I had just yesterday with a sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very good point, Jeannie. Very good point. So here we go. Oh, just talking about all of that. Mm-hmm. Some folks are really good with social media and they really enjoy their daily time on social media and the internet. So what are some ways that social media interest or internet skills? So maybe you have Google Foo. Everybody tells you that you're like a Google wizard or that you can find anything on the internet. Think about using those skills for good. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people enjoy spending time on their phones or social media, you know, so here are some things that they can do. First of all, the most simple way to to help is simply interact with the social media posts of the animal sanctuary. So like, comment, share their posts, tag a friend in their post that you think might be interested in learning about the sanctuary. Those things go so far. I manage a few few social media accounts for nonprofits. And every time one of our posts is shared, we gain new followers. So don't underestimate that friends, please, you know, take the time to do that. Another idea is, you know, you have a birthday or a holidays coming up. Uh, create a Facebook or Instagram fundraiser to help raise funds for the sanctuary. You know, they, they should be in their database and you can look them, you know, can search and find them. And, um, yeah, it's your birthday. Celebrate by raising money for a good cause. Yeah. A lot of times Facebook will ask you, would you like to do a fundraiser? Yeah. And then just search them out. Yeah. Totally. I mean, that's a great way. And also every time someone donates to that fundraiser, it, it, that pops up in other people's feeds. So they see, Oh, what's this? What's this sanctuary? I didn't know anything about that. Another idea. This one is a little bit more in depth, but it can, this one can be very lucrative. Um, you can organize an online auction and basically it sounds kind of what it sounds like. You know, you have to go and get things donated, um, from, you know, maybe local businesses and then you create an online auction. There's, um, there are some free websites out there. 32 auctions is one. And then you found one better, better, better world.org that does that too. So, mm-hmm. or simply using Facebook. Right. You can create a Facebook event and facilitate that way. I've done both. I I, I personally love the 32, doing an, an actual online auction with yeah. 32 auctions. It's mm-hmm. very cool. Because not everybody does Facebook. Not That's a good point. <laughs> You're right. Not everybody does social media. Yeah, absolutely. I like to take things like that off of, I mean, I'll advertise it on social media, but I like to take things like that off of social media because so many people have walked away from they have media. they have I said i'm done yeah and so if you want to reach them it's really they're going to be like i'm not going to log back into my facebook just just to, yeah just paid in well in that way taking it off social media then everybody can do it exactly yes yeah. so 
The, um, oh, also, re- there's there are many companies out there that offer matching donations for their employees. So, for instance, Boeing and Microsoft are two companies that come to mind. That is, you know, researching the companies that do that and um, sharing that info on social media or with the sanctuaries is huge. Mm-hmm. So lo- one little thing that they don't have to research. Yep. Yeah. Anytime you can save them time sitting in front of a computer is more time they can spend taking care of their charges. Absolutely. So that's like a segue into this next part. Yeah. Uh, many sanctuaries are, of course, full to the brim. And taking care of their charges takes the majority of their time, meaning the oh-so-necessary paperwork can be a challenge to keep up to date. Uh, what are some ways people can contribute their time to lessen that burden? Yeah, this, I keep saying this, this is huge, but really, they really are. I mean, you know, one, you would be surprised one little thing that you do can be huge for a sanctuary, but one that is... One that I do is I offer to, I send thank you notes for a local sanctuary to, to donors. So thank you cards. And there, there are, you can go online and Google way, you know, if you're not well versed in, in doing that, you can Google, you know, how do I write a thank you card to donors? And they can help you do that. And if you have something like a cricket cutter. Like if you make custom cards, oh, whether yeah. it's a cricket or artwork, or maybe you make the paper cool cards. Yeah. If you send a donor something like that, something that was handmade with the note inside, yeah. it will blow them away. It will. It's they're so rare these days. Right. And I know that if most the people I know that run animal sanctuaries would like to do that. And they do mm-hmm. and they often do that, but offering to help them with that is is big for sure. Did you know Amazon, you can create a wish list for, for nonprofits and that way they can put all of their items that they, you know, supplies type mm-hmm. items that they need. Well, one really cool thing about Amazon is that you don't, the, you don't have to create an account for the sanctuary. You don't have to be in their account. You right. can create one for them using your own Amazon and you can update it add items, take off items and all of that. Right. And you just put them as an additional address on your account. That way you can say, when you get to that list, it says, use this address. Mine's like this long from years of sending. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. You can make it so that it defaults to that, to the sanctuary and the, and the address is hidden. So it's, you know, safe for the sanctuary. And that's just, that's huge, you know, managing that for them. Do you like to organize? Are you a very organized person? You can help organize paperwork, bills, records, receipts. This is something that maybe you can ask to go to the sanctuary and physically do that at the sanctuary for them or offer to take it home and and organize too. Mm -hmm. That's really important for nonprofits. You're not likely to get audited, but there's always that risk of being audited. And so to maintain your nonprofit status, you have to make sure that you keep seven years of receipts. And so, but to keep all of that organized is, is really difficult. And also even donations, trying to keep it organized as to where, how much of your income came from donations and how much of it came from investing your own money where where (laughs) the sanctuary owner works full-time job, but 50% of their income goes into supporting the sanctuary. You know, all of that is really important to be able to have, you know, just a, some spreadsheets. And even if you're really good at Excel spreadsheets, you can set up spreadsheets that you can give them that then all they have to do is just put those numbers in because not everybody is good with Excel. 
Good point. I didn't even think about that. You could just set up the form for them and right. like Google Sheets would be great, you know, doing that. And then they would have access and you could just get it, make it all pretty for them and all organized. And then they can go in and just add. And you can encourage them to buy. There are these cool little scanners, bar scanners, and you just shove your receipt through it and it scans it and puts it into the correct file. Oh, wow. So then that you could literally, if you were good at all this kind of stuff, you could literally automate almost all of it. Wow. Or even you could just go out there once a week and feed everything yeah. through the scanner mm-hmm. and tell it, oh, this goes into animal feed and this goes into structure. You know, so there's a lot of things yeah. that you might not look at yourself and go, I don't have a lot of skills that I can use for a sanctuary. But you know what? Those sorts of skills, whether it's a spreadsheet or organizing things or you have no idea. Uh, I, you just have no idea how thankful people are when you say, you know what? That's something I can do. Yeah. Just take it off their plate. Yes. Just take it off their plate. Yeah. Just, just remember when you had a house full of kids and you're trying to pay the bills and take care of everything and all that. You remember how busy you were when you had all of those things going on? Well, the sanctuaries, that's their kids. Yeah. has a lot of kids. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Maybe all the stuff we've already talked about is not a great fit. What are some ways an individual could help local businesses to support sanctuaries? Yeah, I think there are a lot of ways. And we want to, before we go into this, we should probably mention that with a lot of these examples we're going to give, you'd want to get permission from the sanctuary first. And you might also need some information like their tax ID number mm-hmm. and email or phone number, you know, contact information. but. These are great ways to help uh, a sanctuary. First is ask a local grocery store or produce business to donate fresh produce for the animals. I've heard that a lot of times that gets trashed Mm -hmm. because they're not allowed to give to humans, but they are allowed to give to animals. So if you were able to help facilitate that, that would be huge. Sanctuaries spend a fortune on feed and food for animals. And that almost kind of goes back to our very first where we were talking about physical ways to help. Because if you get them to donate, it would also be really good if you could just go there and get, and a get it and drive it out to the sanctuary <laughs> yes. and drop it off. Absolutely. I mean, that would be super helpful. That's A plus. That's A plus right there. Yeah. For sure. Ask local businesses to do a roundup campaign. Again, please check with the sanctuary first if that's something that we would be okay with. But for instance, uh, Quantum Leaf is a local vegan restaurant here in downtown Bellingham. They actually reached out to Elf Sanctuary and asked them if they could do that. And so anytime someone orders online at Quantum Leaf, they can choose to round up and donate that, that change. And it adds up. Oh, yeah. You know, it adds up. If you read other Roundup campaigns, it's astounding how much money goes into that when you can yeah. round up. And I it, round up at the grocery store for the food bank every week. Yeah, and just it adds up and it's just something that the 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 local business really they're not they're just they're kind of facilitating it, but the you know, it's just it's a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. Asking local business to put out a donation jar, Wild Oak Cafe, which is another vegan restaurant downtown. They, they often have a donation jar set out for, uh, local nonprofits. Have you heard of Bella's Voice, Janie? Not really. I've heard it mentioned a couple of times. Okay. So Bella's Voice is a 
also a nonprofit, and they are a thrift store in Linwood, Washington, and their whole mission is to raise money for animal sanctuaries and rescues. So every month they choose a different nonprofit and they donate a portion of the sales. So donating to Bella's Voice is one donating, you know, let your used clothes and mm-hmm. books and furniture that you don't want anymore. Donating to Bella's Voice is a great way to help animal sanctuaries. And in that same category, this is a kind of a new idea that's kind of come up to new to me anyway, is you could open an account at a consignment store benefiting an animal sanctuary. And again, please get their permission, but there is a local consignment store called Labels here in Bellingham. They have two locations and they allowed us to open an account for Elf Sanctuary which is a animal sanctuary in Whatcom County. That is our closest animal sanctuary. And they, we, anybody can go in there and take their items and they can ask them to put it under the elf account. And when an item sells, elf sanctuary will get that commission. And you could do this for any nonprofit. I have two more. <laughs> so the last put up a giving tree. Do you have you seen a giving tree before, Jeannie? Oh yeah. Okay. I've done giving You've trees. You've done giving I'm, trees. Yeah. <laughs> so a, a giving tree is essentially a kind of like a holiday tree that you you put up and you put, you know, tags of uh and you write on them items that would be useful for the animal sanctuary mm-hmm. or rescue. And I did do this every year at PetSmart at the local PetSmart here in Bellingham for Wacom Feline Alliance. And we just put, oh, you know, they like this cat food and cat litter and these cat toys. And, and it's a, it's fun for shoppers because they can, you know, they can come over and pick, you know, pick one and then go get the item. And, you know, it's part of their shopping. Mm -hmm. Again, ask the, you would want to ask the nonprofit permission first. Well, you're going to want to get a list anyway. You're going to have to get a list. Yeah. Get a list from the sanctuary of the kinds of things that they would want from PetSmart. And I, with that, that reminds me always check with the nonprofit animal sanctuary, animal rescue. What do they need? Because it might surprise you. I've been surprised before where I make assumptions of, oh, they must need, you know, this, but Mm -hmm. check with them because you never, you never know. Well, and you don't know when someone else has just accidentally bought too many of something. Totally. That need is already filled. Yes. Or maybe, yes, maybe they already have like a monthly donor that, that donates something specifically. So sometimes the things you think they might need aren't necessarily Right on the Yeah, moment. absolutely. Better to say, what do you need? What do Send you need? And it list. changes. Oh, yeah. It could change monthly. Especially weekly. for a lot of different, where there's some movement in and out. You know, when yes. they take on new, new children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They take on new species. Animals, new species. Yes. That's the word I was yes. looking for. Yes. Um, they take on a new species they've never had before. Yes. So that changes that need. And, and that one probably it's probably the toughest for them where they take in, or if they take in special needs animals Yes, that, that need, like I just saw rooster redemption had a post this morning where they need blankets and towels because they have a rooster at frostbite. Yes. So rooster redemption is a animal sanctuary out in the Skagit County. Mm-hmm. And um, they actually relocated here from Minnesota and they rescued a poor, beautiful hen who had frostbite. And so she's going to be having surgery and they need, they need soft blankets for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but that's a good example. Yeah. You, 
uh, and I've seen other sanctuaries around that have taken on a special needs project. Yes. And it might be they just need your donation as some money to pay for vet For bills. sure. Vet bills, guys, vet bills are a constant running battle for sanctuaries because they are working so hard for their animals to survive and they don't make a ton of money. So mm-hmm. they don't, they, they're not ready for a $2,000 vet bill. Yeah. They do the best they can. But. Yeah. And I think a lot of people know how expensive vet bills can be. Mm-hmm. And you might not have the funds to donate directly to vet bills, but doing, you know, doing these other things right. can create more money for the animal sanctuary themselves where they can put that money toward the vet bills. Uh-huh. Last but not least, we have, my favorite. <laughs> you can organize a vegan bake sale mm-hmm. and, help, and then raise funds for a an animal sanctuary. And in fact, is it okay if I plug yes. on? Okay, Don't sweet. Worry. So um, Bellingham Veg Fest is, is, is supporting an Ahimsa micro sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And we are helping with a vegan bake sale on Saturday, February 11th from 10 to one at Vigo's, which is downtown Cornwall. And we'll have, you know, we have 10 to 15 bakers signed up. They'll mm-hmm. bring their yummies and we'll sell them. <laughs> and they're usually, they're a huge hit. People love to get the vegan baked goods. Yes. I'm making vegan magic cookie bars, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yum. <laughs> Thank you, Selena. This has been an interesting and enlightening conversation. And uh, I'm hoping that this can help some folks find a way to reach out and help their local sanctuary. Yeah. And I just want to say thank you, Jeannie, for always thinking of the the animal sanctuary community and giving time to us. Giving time to them. I'm <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs>